1: Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with this, Erin Mann, founder of Erin's Elderberries, who handcraft the highest quality elderberry and aronia syrups on the market and provide them to the community at an affordable price and everywhere else. Beautiful. Erin, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me today.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Can you expand a bit more on you? Know, where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with?
2: Yeah, so in my business right now, we are a retail shop. We sell nationwide, and we also wholesale nationwide and worldwide. We have two wholesale retailers currently: one in Italy and one in France. So that's kind of exciting. That happened last year, but we started off as just a little bitty uh, elderberry company, and quickly, you know, got online, got on social media, and have expanded fortunate enough to own our or open our first retail shop. And now we still do events, still do farmers markets, but we have that community base, we have our online Mm -hmm. base. And I am just opening my second company. It's called The Kitchen at Vent Hill, where it is a rentable community kitchen for our local small food businesses. So it's a gap that I recognize being a small food business myself. So I decided to open one for the other small businesses in our area so that is kind of how how it is and how it is right now in this very moment
1: fantastic so there's a couple of strands there oh my gosh the expansion that sounds exciting creating the this this second business based out of i wish i'd have had this or here's what could help people on this journey it's kind of beautiful yes. so um what was it that sort of prompted you to be in the place of yeah this This is what I want to do. Here's what I want to be sort of creating and and giving to the community and then the world.
2: So the first part was the elderberry syrup just in general, because my family had what I call a health crisis with my son when he was one. And I got to the point where I was just tired of listening to everyone. I was being told that there was nothing that we could do. And at one point it just hit me like, no. There's got to be something, and I will not take that as an answer, which is what led into my elderberry syrup creation for my son. We, After I started using it with him, six months later, we were released from all of his allergists and all of his specialists. The two inhalers he was on and three other medications a day he was on every day, he was completely off of. So as a mom who was a first-time mom and – I don't want to say kind of a scared mom, but at, at that point in time, I was very scared for my son and for my family, which is why I just kind of waited and sat back and listened to all of the doctors, all the specialists. And I felt like I wasn't allowed to have my own voice. So that is kind of how this business started was a blog and a Facebook group for moms of not just about elderberry, but it was just about health and food and anything you want to ask as a mom in general. Because I thought if we could create this community of women, moms or dads, grandmas, grandpas, that were non-judgmental, like a safe space for them to ask questions mm-hmm. and share. Who knows who you're gonna run across that could potentially have an answer for you because they had experienced it as well. Mm-hmm. So that is how my elderberry syrup kind of business journey started was I started sharing it in that, and people were really interested in our health journey. And I wanted to just help other people be healthy or help their families be healthy um, and mm-hmm. help them have the mindset to be able to take control of their own family's health. So that is how I think the original kind of wanting to help people started. And once I became an actual food manufacturing company, it took me forever in the state of Virginia because The laws are very, very strict. Virginia has some of the toughest food laws in the nation, which is fantastic for consumers because it helps protect them. But as a small business who's not a giant manufacturing facility that doesn't have a team of food scientists and things like that, or lawyers, you're just reading it and you're going around in a constant circle. So it took me about eight months to understand what I actually needed to do and to get through that process. Whereas if I would have understood exactly what every step meant, I would have been in business so much faster. So when COVID lockdown kind of hit um, in that March of 2020, I think um, a lot of people lost their jobs and a lot of them, especially in our area, started turning to food selling to support their families. And that is fantastic because people were at home. They wanted comfort food. They wanted access to food, right? Because some people were terrified they weren't going to be able to feed their families. And so a lot of people started making food, but then it was, well, how do I do this legally? Do I need a business license? Do I need, um, am I allowed to make tacos from my house, you know, and sell them? The answer is no. Uh, but some people started reaching out to me because I was very active in our community. I liked talking to people. I'm very, I'm very informal. You do not have to feel weird walking up to me and asking me any kind of random question. And I had people say, Hey, my friend, a friend of mine is a customer of yours. They talk about how nice you are, how you have a food business. Would you help me figure out how to do this correctly? And that's kind of how I fell into mentoring. Uh, during that time up until pretty much today, I have mentored over 60 small food businesses in starting up their food business correctly, legally, and all of that. And, It's not because I wanted a business out of it. It was almost just a duty that I saw uh, as part of, I guess, just a member of the world, you know, during this tough time during COVID and everybody just needing to help each other. And also being someone that I needed when I first started, because if I had had myself, like if I know what I knew then, I would have been in business so much sooner.
1: That's the and, journey. I mean, you are the yes. accidental entrepreneur and you are the accidental mentor. It's like, oh, my gosh, this, you kind of sort of fell into these, these kind of roles. So maybe not a, yes. not a strategic plan with it, but it None. felt right. So had a, <laughs> yeah, there was no plan. There was
2: nothing. Um,
1: So what was it like for you as as your sort of roles changed, as your identity started to sort of grow and you started to become the figure within the community? Obviously, it's born on the fact that I've been through this. I wish other people didn't have to go through that or didn't have this lack of information. So there's a huge desire there. What's it like to balance that desire and a business at the same time? Because they sometimes don't go hand in hand.
2: No. um, And it's funny. It's like any time I feel any business owner use the words balance, just like you (laughs) comes after him. because. You know, when you think of balance as a CEO or an entrepreneur or a business owner in general, there is none. I mean, if anyone's like, oh, I have the perfect balance life, they're lying to you. Uh, but what I say is, what's the balance for you? What makes your life happy and your family happy? Because that looks different for everyone. Yeah. But where I found the balance was having to start hiring people. I was, you know, blessed enough that the company was doing very well. And I was getting so many mentor requests that it was, okay, I can't just say, oh, we'll Zoom this day, we'll Zoom that day, we'll talk this day. I had to start making a schedule for myself. Instead of my business being kind of when I wanted to do it, it was more, okay, Erin, you need to set one day of just Zoom calls. That way, when you're in the kitchen the other day, you don't have to stop if you're running behind. You don't have to take your hair net off and make your hair look all pretty like I did today for this you know, interview. Uh, you can you know, start crafting and creating that schedule for yourself to find a balance. And once I really started doing that, I found my life a lot less stressful. And mm-hmm. then I brought on my first co uh, coworker, as I call her. Her name's Jen, and she's now my director of operations. But she started helping me with the smaller tasks. Like once I would get everything bottled, she would help me cap and label and kind of I could walk away from the thing I knew how to do, the thing I did best. And she could mm-hmm. finish it up to where then I could go work on other things for the business if it was a new product or I could meet with. Mentees and things like that. So yeah, that balance really just came from recognizing, admitting the fact that at that point I had more money than I had time. Mm. So why don't I give some of this money to someone else that wants to help me in this journey? And then I can spend more time helping others.
1: Yeah. I mean, as an entrepreneur, it's time, energy, and money. Those are three resources we have. Um Mm -hmm. as finding yeah, we can say the word balance, some people hate it, some don't. You've you got to find the right balance, the right way of using this. So some people mm-hmm. use money. Some people use their time. Most of us, oh, my gosh, we destroy our energy to, by, by doing this. And it's it's part of the journey. So what was it like for you as you then started to, to really build, to build, have more people come on? You can see the changes in, in your business and the, the opportunities and all these, these new ways of working. What was that like?
2: surreal maybe um it, i'll be honest it happened very quickly because we had how I was operating because originally I was an in-home inspected food business. So my home kitchen was inspected by our Department of Agriculture. Basically, the same kitchen I used to prepare our family meals was inspected by the state, saying, "Okay, she clears everything off her counter. She sanitizes correctly. She stores things the right way. There's no animals running around in the house. Um, she's allowed to produce, you know, her products here." So Jen and I were doing that, and during um, 2020 when we were noticing an uptick in orders. Uh, My dad ended up coming up and we built a commercial kitchen in our basement. So we got all of the cardboard boxes and jars and labels and everything out of my regular living area and, you know, kind of put it in the basement. So that seemed like a very natural transition just because I wanted my kitchen back. It became, what do you want for supper, honey, elderberry syrup or honey? Because those are the only things that's happening right now.
1: (laughs) Everything's full, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, yes. Every, like there, yeah, i we were going out to eat all the time. So the balance there was not good. And once I realized, Hey, I actually have enough money saved up that I could just outright pay for this kitchen to be built. It will put it, you know, in the basement. Um, I was full-time at several farmer's markets. So I had hired several um, high school ladies to help me. So we stored all of the farmer's market tents, tables, all of that in our garage. Hmm. And so everything was kind of operated out of the house. And I saw those girls only on the weekends. I saw Jen pretty much every day. But I was kind of putting it out there into the world that I wanted to have a retail store because I loved meeting other entrepreneurs or business owners at these events I was going to, because a lot of them have the same type of health journey, or they start creating something for someone they loved, figured out they were amazing at it, and now they've become a business. And a lot of them want to turn their side hustle into an actual you know, job to where they can, they can quit the job they're at now and make that their career. And I remember what it was like walking up to the first business owner that had a retail store. And I said, hi, I sell elderberry syrup. I'm amazing. Would you like to put it on your shelf? And I just assumed that they'd be like, oh, Hey, yeah, absolutely. No, it is not like that at all. Because I didn't understand Rash, bang, it all
1: comes down. Oh, right? Yes.
2: Yes. I didn't understand how valuable that shelf space is and what that shelf space actually costs. a a retailer. Um, I learned very quickly. I did my research on it once I kind of got smashed in the face with that first, like, "Mm, I don't know. (laughs) Um, but I learned how to approach, you know, do to approach those business owners. I learned how to make myself more valuable than just what was on my, on their shelf of my product. And I wanted to, give other small businesses that when they walk in a store, there's 7,000 candles, but this candle is special. This candle will not make your wife sneeze your head off, will not hurt your animal, will not, you know, do whatever. I wanted a place for to showcase that. And I said, if I ever get to open a little retail shop that has a big commercial kitchen in the back, so I can get everything out of my house, (laughs) I am going to bring these business owners along with me for the ride. And I kept looking at retail space in our area. So expensive. And I'm just like, it's like sticker shock, right? You think that it's not going to be that much and you meet with the realtor and you're like, yeah, no, never mind. I do not sell that many bottles of elderberry syrup every month to be able to pay for this, much less also pay for the utilities and the staffing you're going to need, you know, all mm. of that. So I finally one day was just like, forget it. Never mind. Like I just, nope. We will just run it out of the house. We will work on building, building, building out of here. And maybe we'll get a manufacturing plant one day somewhere when that's all we do. And it's funny how the universe will work sometimes when you're like, forget it, I give up. And you walk away and you don't think about it at all. And two blocks down from me about two months later, um, the place that used to be a coffee shop, uh, the for sale sign or the for rent sign came up. And I was like, there's no way So I'm not gonna be able to afford it. It's literally two blocks from my house. I have two stop signs, two stop signs. There's there's no way. So I called the realtor and he met me like, he wouldn't give me the price of the phone. So he like met me there and I ended up walking through. I was like, oh my gosh, this place is huge. And I was like, I definitely can afford this. Like, there's no way. And he told me how much it was a month. And I said, and he had never met me before. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I told him I said we are not leaving here until you have a signed application like I don't know if you need to come home with me and like us print it out but I think he thought I was gonna like kidnap him and <laughs> well, it sounds like, and, like you like, pretty
1: much did so good for you I
2: pretty much did yes, I was like no no what do we need to I, said, I don't want anyone else potentially getting this I, and it was the day before Thanksgiving and I said what do we need to do to make this happen like I can I can work fast I can make things happen and he was like okay. And since then he has come to know me, he understands kind of my personality now, and he knows that I meant no harm you know, whatsoever back then. But, you know, it was the most amazing thing that happened. It was the right moment, the right time. And, you know, signed a lease on our first, you know, retail store. And that is kind of where, the shift of Aaron's all started and I didn't know that that shift was coming. And ever since then, I've kind of just owned that and said, Hey, we're going to create whatever we need to in this space for this community that we reside in. And, and that's what we've been doing for the last year and a half.
1: Fantastic. I love the way these things, the universe, source, God, whatever you believe in <laughs> drops these nuggets in. It's like, Oh my gosh. When, a little bit of when you lose that grip and that I want this and a little bit Mm -hmm. more sort of flow and allowance comes in it's amazing what can be there should you be able to see the opportunity I think that's that's Mm -hmm. key there Uh, and a little bit of kidnapping okay let's just sort of put that (laughs) into things (laughs) <laughs> but we'll focus on well, that. Um. It's,
2: it's very easy to, you know, you see that carrot kind of dangling from you are like, well, if I just if I sold this much more, like maybe I can make sure I sell this much more. But I never wanted to put myself in a tight position. I didn't yeah. want to have to take loans. I didn't want to have to put myself in debt to get this started. Yeah. And so I feel like just the patience part very hard. Um, but it, it paid off, Ooh. you know, in the long run.
1: okay so let's fast forward to today because you've been through so much of a, of a change from a yeah. you know, from a businesswoman for sort a of community leader a, a mentor so your growth has been probably just just astronomical with what you're trying to go yeah mistakes successes all the things oh, yeah. but as the business owner I mean this is the Unforget Yourself show so I want to hear a bit more about you behind the scenes because we all yeah. deal with things differently um, and so what's it like for you as you've kind of gone through this and maybe didn't have the plan things naturally worked, and now you have your there are so many different aspects to this where what kind of challenges do you have right now you're like oh my gosh i i i can't believe this is now where i'm at that you would have killed for before but it's like oh this is this is a new level this is different how's that evolution been for you
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, just like we were kind of talking offline a little bit before this started, it's, you have several different types of challenges when you have, when you do so many different things. And, you know, one of the biggest challenges for me currently is our online presence because we are so active on social media and we have such an active place in our community now that I want to make sure that we are still showing the country, the world that we are still at heart an elderberry and erroneous syrup company that will ship all over you know, the United States, the world. But sometimes when they come to our Instagram or social um, or Facebook, they see like the new milkshake that one of the girls <laughs> has created or a new um, bar of soap that one of our makers yeah. has made and things like that. So kind of that is one of the biggest things that as a business owner I'm dealing with right now is that mental like push pull of do we mm. do I create a second account but would the second account be the original business or kind of the storefront would you know you know, kind of like I told you I'm like I'm right now I'm just like ignoring it because I literally have no idea what to do with it yeah uh because I just I don't feel like I have the resources like within me right now to tackle it yeah. and I'm trying to I want to say be patient and wait on that resource to potentially come. But, you know, for me personally, it's very stressful because while I want our retail store, obviously, to be an active part of this community and to do as much as we can for our local community, you know, our and my main mission when I started Aaron Elderberry's Original was to be at the forefront of everyone's you know refrigerator for their elderberry syrup like that yeah. you know been my main goal all along and to educate people on its uses and its benefits so you know it's very hard to to walk that line between both of those for me mm.
1: well you mentioned it twice now within i think two or three minutes the the <laughs> the, 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 the legacy story which has lack of yep. patience right now again <laughs> patience okay that there is a yep. line there is a there is a tra- trait within you that is Probably helped you get to this point, and it's probably again that, that sort of resistance. We ended the, the story talking about you know, when you sort of let go a little bit. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this it, it just kind of fell into place. And now mm-hmm. you said there's a you, there's a push and a pull with this. I mean, person yeah. like, oh my gosh, the story that you have. How can you leverage that? How can you lean into it rather than is it two accounts? Is it this? Is it isn't it just the whole thing? What are you buying? You're buying into this whole beautiful thing. So I think mean, this is a good analogy of, yeah, you can't, you know, this, you can't, you can't read the label from inside the bottle, blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. Well,
2: yeah, Sorry. no. And you know, we always also as business owners take you, know, you can have 75 million rave reviews, people love you, emails, thanking you, you know, that keep you going every day. And then you have that one that just was like, why am I doing this? Like, you know, everything kind of like crumbles. And when we started the store a few months into it, we had a Facebook message that was, why are you even have a store? Why are you even selling other things? You just need to stick to elderberry syrup and what you started doing. I don't even know why you're doing this. And, you know, the woman lived in like Arkansas or something and had been a customer of ours for a while. And, you know, it, it took as much grace and, um, Uh, Southern manners that my mom had brought me up with, you know, when I was writing that email and, you know, basically, you know, said that businesses grow, thrive and change. And we are growing up with the business as it is changing and maturing. And we didn't see this community impact coming, but we feel a responsibility to our community. And we're more than just what we started as. And I also said, you know, if you are ever in the DC area, by all means, please let me know. So I can personally meet you at the shop and give you a tour of everything that we are doing for our community. Because, you know, it's kind of like, why are you judging us on things we're offering to our community when you don't even live here? You know, if you've been enjoying our product for so long, you've been enjoying it because we were literally doing nothing different other than now trying to provide other things for our community. So that's, you know, harsh sometimes. But then that, like I said, that's the thing you hone in on. Like this one person says that and you're like, what? <laughs> so yep, it's it's difficult.
1: It's basic psychology and human behavior. It's just it's biology. Oh my gosh, we are yeah. as entrepreneurs, especially in this area, we are drawn to this. It's just down yeah. to focus. we I mean, focus is a huge part of being a business owner. Mm-hmm. And to have all the all these ray reviews and you're doing fantastic, that one comes out. It's like I need to reply to them. How are they right? All this stuff. It brings mm-hmm. out so much and it's interesting to see that shift. Um and it's, it's, it's not logical. It's emotional. You can feel that. Oh yeah. So yeah. There's a couple of sort of sort of principles I can sort of drop in here, which anyone who's going through that, whether it's you're starting out and you're on social media and you're worried about the, the haters or the comments or family members not understanding what it is that you're doing. All these things can derail. It didn't derail you, but it took you off focus. You mm-hmm. felt like you had to explain crumbs that goes into your, your nature. So yeah yeah one principle is you know if something seems crazy it's not there's just something you don't know now that Mm -hmm. principle alone oh my gosh to hold that as true that it seemed crazy that she was saying that there's something (laughs) you don't know whatever it says everything about them nothing about you if you could hold this as true it changed the whole perception and isn't that what being an entrepreneur is all about holding that perception You can see success and failure from the same thing. You can see threat and opportunity from the same thing. Oh, how can we Mm -hmm. continue to do this? So as you grow, as you evolve, maybe you you see different things as threats. You see other things as opportunities. Um, Mm -hmm. Your perception of your business changes probably as you've got more staff, as you need more staff, as you have turnover of staff. So what's it like as, as your perception does change and you have to be more mindful of yourself around external Challenges, situations, people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've always been brought up as, you know, we're kind and courteous to everyone no matter, you know, what is going on. But that doesn't mean you can't walk away and like scream into a wall <laughs> because someone is you know so frustrating. So I try to also instill that in my staff as, mm-hmm. I, you know, I am. And I tell them, I'm like, I am not the kind of person that the customer is always right. No because I don't just allow people to walk in and be unruly or disrespectful. Like you do not have to, especially as as a young woman. Um, you know, I find like with our staff, a lot of the girls, the young girls that work with me, some of them, it's their first job. And I almost see myself as that mentor status again. Um, because as a woman, I want to make sure that they know what they should expect, what they should not tolerate as, someone in the work field from either a boss, a manager, or just the public in general. So, you know, it's, you know, staffing, yes, can be um, hard. uh, But you also, you know, you want to do your best for everyone. And some people tell me they're like, how do you deal with this? Or how do you deal with that? Because they're just so annoying, or they're just so wrong about something. And I, you know, I tell people, I said, I basically deal with it, how I know I'm going to lay my head to rest well that night. And someone may disagree with it. Someone else may think it's stupid. Someone else may say, well, that's not going to keep you in business very long. I actually had someone, a mentor, my first mentor tell me that, um, that I wouldn't be in business very long with my attitude. (laughs) Um, But at the end of the day, I want to be at peace with myself. I want the least Mm -hmm. amount of stress possible for myself. And that's kind of how I live my business life and run it is am i going to be able to sleep tonight based on how i responded or treated or thought about you know this person or this company or whatever
1: yeah because business is all about managing other people and managing ourselves mm-hmm. that's yes. that's it it's all people related which mm-hmm. means it's all a beautiful blend of logic and emotion now they conflict they are not on the same <laughs> wavelength so oh my oh, yeah. Gosh, it is a journey, so. And
2: I actually have a digestive disease um, that was diagnosed Uh with when I was 22, talking about just like the biology of everything, right? And the science of it. Um, And it's called ulcerative colitis. It's the sister disease to Crohn's, if you ever heard that. It just affects a different part of the intestine. And one of the major exacerbators is stress. And I've, you know, probably been under more stress than I've been under in my entire life. And that included, you know, my prior law enforcement background. So everything, I kind of use that as an a, a way to make myself focus on how I am treating myself as a business owner and the respect I'm making sure I give myself of, hey, your health also comes first so that you can continue to do these things and continue to run your business successfully.
1: Beautiful. It's, it's non-negotiable. We think it is, but at what cost? So I exactly. love This is it's so fundamental and it's, it's a necessity. It has to be this way. Uh, yeah. which is probably, again, we've spoken before about blessings and curses. It's a blessing and a curse, but it, it really truly is a blessing that you have to focus. Um, mm-hmm. Even when you're going through maybe the most stressful times as things grow, things change. Oh my gosh, teams, everything that is thrown at, at you. So, hey, Erin, thank you so much for sharing not only your journey, but wow. behind the scenes, what it's like for you as you've as you've grown through this and um, with some mild kidnapping. That was fantastic. Okay. <laughs>
2: You, know, you never know what a day in the life of Aaron is going to be like, um, you know, and it's funny. I feel like I live this very simple uh, life, you know, day to day. But then when I do interviews and talk to people about all these things that I do, I realize, you know, I kind of do do a lot of things and they make sense to me and they all yeah. flow very well together. But some people need a actual pie chart flow chart <laughs> to, <laughs> to follow along, but you know, being an entrepreneur is fun. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, just do what makes you feel in your heart and your brain and your gut, that is the right thing for your business. And when you listen to yourself instead of others, a lot of the time you'll find the right answer.
1: Yeah. Well, what do you want? What do you want? And to be able to go after that is huge. So look, Erin, if people want to find out more about you and the amazing products you have, where can they find you?
2: So our products are online at ErinZelderberries.com. Our Facebook and Instagram is ErinZelderberries. Very simple. And the Kitchen at Vent Hill just had its Instagram and Facebook created. But like I said, it's more kind of for locals. But we will be sharing a lot of food safety laws, food safety regulations, this and that for the average consumer so that they can learn how to ask questions about their food and be you know, empowered about where their food is coming from and and to know about it. So they want to find us at The Kitchen at Vent Hill, they can find us there too.
1: Fantastic. Well, everyone go check that out. Get your elderberries, get everything, get all the beautifulness and the health benefits that come from that. So thank you so, so much. It's been an absolute pleasure.
2: Oh, Thank you. Same to you. Okay.